Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everyone. Before we start this podcast, I just wanted to express my thankfulness and gratitude to each and every one of you for supporting this podcast by listening and by sharing it with your friends and colleagues. I also want to thank everyone who's um, taken the opportunity to purchase my book, Launch, as it uh, is still in its baby stages of getting out there to the big, bad world. I am so thankful for each and every one of you for teaching me and for providing me with feedback that I also learn from so that I can continue to share the podcast with you on a weekly basis. I also want to thank those of you that have become my coaching clients and the companies that I am now consulting. I am extremely grateful, and what better time than to express this at Thanksgiving. So let's move on to our regular podcast. Thanks again. This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor. With more than 30 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings, you'll learn to take your mortgage practice to new heights. Certified Mortgage Planner and CEO of KineticSparkConsulting.com, here is Jennifer Duplessis. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Today, I have a guest by the name of Hutan Hormozian. Hormozian. I think I got that right, right, Hutan? You got that right, Jen. Okay. All right. Hormozian. Uh, he is the vice president of uh, Crestico Incorporated, which is a mortgage lending and real estate firm in Los Angeles, California. So th- for those of you that don't know, when you're in California, um, it's one of the few states that allows loan officers to also be real estate agents. In fact, you have to have both licenses. So um, we just want to make sure that everybody understands what that's about, not so that you're not thinking, why do you mean he's a, a realtor too? Um, but he is an accomplished veteran in the industry, um, and I'll let him tell you a little bit more about himself. Uh, but the reason I brought him on is that uh, he has written in um, an article in the Scotsman's Guide that I picked up, and I thought it would be a great topic for us to talk about today, and that's answering the tough questions. Originators must be prepared to handle challenging queries from borrowers, and most of these queries are the the ones that we get on a regular basis and the fact that we're not prepared is of concern. So I, I wanted to bring him on, see if he can shed some light, give us some golden nuggets on, on uh, what to say and when to say and different thoughts and views on it. So um, welcome to the show, Hutan. Thank you for having me, Jen. Yep, absolutely. So why don't you um, just give us a little bit about your your background, just a very short piece of your background and how long you've been in the mortgage business and what some of your production numbers look like. As, long, as well as your uh, team, if you have a team, how that's sure. Uh, well, I, uh, as you said, I'm the vice president of Crestico Inc. We are a, a boutique residential uh, mortgage brokerage lending and real estate company in California. I currently serve as a president of North Los Angeles chapter for California Association of Mortgage Professionals. I come from a sales background. I've been involved in sales since as long as I can remember. I started selling computers, cell phones, cars, uh, and then 
just the item ticket item got bigger and bigger, and I ended up in real estate and mortgage. That's awesome. So, so here you are. Uh, and when did you get into mortgages specifically? Or were, uh, or were you first real estate, first mortgage? No, actually, I started from um, I started right off um, as an account executive for a wholesale lender back in early 2000. Uh-huh. Uh, so okay. without having any kind of knowledge about mortgage industry, I decided to sell mortgages. That's awesome. <laughs> and so here you are. So what kind of production are you doing these days? Um. Our annual production, my annual production is above 100 million a year. Um, okay. I don't have the exact figure. I don't, I don't look at it until the end of the year because, as you know, you have good months and bad months. So there's really no reason, in my opinion, to keep track of it on a monthly basis in that sense. But um, past couple of years consistently been above, um, above 100 million. That's great. That's, that's fantastic. Now, how many units is that, just to give everyone a perspective? Because, you know, people that are listening that are in states where their average loan amount is 120000 are thinking, oh, my God, how do I do that? But we, we do know you're in Los Angeles, so there's a little, little shift there. Right. So our average loan size is about 450000 Okay. And so you're doing about 280 transactions. Is that something about right for a million? Uh, no. Uh, well, me, I personally do, uh, I think, um, God, I got to look at the numbers, but I think last year it was about 170, 180 loans, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, good. Um, I, I just Thank happen you, to be blessed to, to be in a, to be in an area where my loan size are slightly higher uh, in the six, 700,000 right. category. Yeah. Yeah, so you're so that's your company volume. Gotcha. Okay, so um, I wanted to ask you also: Is do you find that you're primarily doing purchases? Are you doing refinances, or are you you just you know take the low hanging fruit when it's a refi boom and then go back and then go back and try to dig up purchases? Or you think you're pretty equal? Um, no, I, I would say about sixty seventy percent of my production goes toward purchases. And okay. um, the rest would be refinanced from past clients. Right. Great. Ooh, good. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, how are you getting your business? Do you work just with realtors? Do you? Because we're kind of segging weighing into this. Are you working just with realtors, or are you um, uh, working with financial planners? Do you have a builder account? Uh, so I get my business through relationship. Now it, it's that kind of may sound vague, but it, it's a combination of realtors, financial advisors, and actually, believe it or not, a good portion of my business comes from consumers directly. That's um, great. By, by being involved in different associations and different communities and attending, um, I get to pass out my business card. And right. through, word of, through word of mouth and referrals, uh, I get a lot of um, end users as well. That's great. That's great. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we're going to tap into um, the California um, Association of Mortgage Professionals. I, I definitely want to talk about that. Um, okay, so thank you. So now we have a little foundation here on, on who you are and what you're doing. So what compelled you to write this particular article about answering the tough questions? Uh, it always has been on the back of my mind, and I guess it goes back to the reason why I even got started in the mortgage um, it, through my own personal experience. I found it um, very relevant to be able to educate and be able to provide that honest answer. And usually that answer is something that most people shy away from. Uh, being able to, uh, in, in my opinion, being able to 
give the client a tough love, as I would say, it is, is very crucial to my business. I, I try to treat them the way I want to be treated, and I found out the only way I can build that relationship is by being upfront, giving them the answer that they may not want to hear, but uh-huh. it is to their benefit. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, and I think that's important, too, because I think um, – what I'm hearing in all of the coaching that I do and the speaking, you know, and, and hearing from people and the questions I get is, you know, do you have a script for this and you have a script for that? And I, and I do think scripting is great um, to a certain point. I, I think, um, matter of fact, I'm probably going to be doing another podcast here called Catchphrases. I was just talking with my assistant and she said, I, you know, what do I say to them when they miss it? And I said, you know, you need a catchphrase. And it's really about, you know, pulling – grabbing all these little phrases and kind of pulling them together uh, for to fit this, this particular situation as opposed to just having a script, to, you know, where someone asks you a question, what's your rate? You go, hold on, I'm going to go to that part of my script binder where I can answer so that I can answer your rate question with a script. So I think knowing more about some catchphrases and things um, and then building that might be, you know, a better way. But that's just my opinion, and we're here to hear about your opinion, not mine. So I noticed in in the um, article you were talking about, um, you know, some of the frequently asked questions, and and so let me give the high level version of this, and you can address each one of these. But um, one of the questions that we all get asked is, you know, how is your company different from everybody else? Um, and you know, are you a broker or a lender? What what makes you different in that in that case as well? And in I think that it's our job to differentiate what makes us different in all aspects, you know, individually, the company and the type of company. And then the other question, which is the obvious question, which is, you know, what's your rate? Um, And I still hear people um, fussing through the answers to those, you know, uh, if I knew what, you know, if I knew or or the other one is, uh, this is where I was going to go with that is, uh, you know, where do you think rates are going to go? And I hear, well, if I knew that, I'd be on a beach because I'd have a crystal ball. You know, that is just a silly question. I mean, a silly answer. We're supposed to be the experts. And uh, so I'd like to address some of those. So, you know, when someone asks you, and I'm not asking you to do a script, okay? I'm just saying, you know, what are some bullet points that we'd want to do here? You know, when someone says, you know, how is your company different from someone else? Are you a broker or a lender? And, you know, why should I choose you? So what are some thoughts behind um, your response to that? Right. So I... I don't think our company is any different than a brokerage or lender down the street. We, we are all, we're all professionals. We all have access to the same um, programs, products, rates, and hopefully the same wholesale lenders. So what really um, helps us to stand out from the competition is what we bring into the, to the table, which is our personal experience. As a company, I always tell my clients, uh, you probably will go to down to, if you knock on 10 brokerages down the street, they all will give you the same exact answer. Now, the question, the answer, what I would want to hear is what suits best for me and how it's going to help me. And that's, that's what I would try to educate the client. I, I'm a big believer in educating. Um, I, I think where we put our emphasis on is educating the client about the mortgage rather than trying to sell them a mortgage. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what has been, a success, has been a key component to our success. Yeah. Yeah, we I call um, it edu selling. It's a combo, it, right? So right. What? Yeah. So, what would you be? You know, what are some of the things that you would respond to? You know, so I so I heard, um, you know, well, we're no different than anybody else, 
right? We're no different than anybody else because we all have access to to everything. Um, but what makes me different is, you know, my experiences. And so then how would you allude into what your experiences are, especially for someone who's listening who doesn't have a lot of experiences? Could they steal from someone else for a while? You know, take someone else's experiences? Right. So I, um, I, when I started in the industry, I, I, knew I, I knew that I don't know anything about a mortgage. So I took the time to educate myself. I, I followed a um, good amount of successful people and tried to learn from what they have said or what they're doing. And even um, if I was able to get a hold of them to just give them a call, introduce myself quickly and say, hey, I'm new in the business. What kind of tips can you give me that would make me successful? Um, so mm-hmm. I, I never shied away from learning. I, to this date, I still say, if you ask me, if someone asks me, do you, do you know everything about a mortgage? My answer is absolutely not. We learn something new every day. Um, there are always yeah. going to be circumstances that we didn't know it exist. So it, it, to someone who's new in the industry, I would, I would always say, um, if, re, if you really want to be good at what you do, you've got to have passion for it. You've got to love what you do. A, if you treat this as a paycheck um, and not a career, in my opinion, uh, it, it becomes painful. Um, the key yeah. to success is to learn. And if you're, lear- if you're learning from good people, if you're learning from educated people that have been around um, for a while, we're all willing to share our experience. There's nothing to hide. It, it, I, I, don't think I'm a, I don't think I'm that knowledgeable, but if someone calls me and says, what kind of tips you can give me, I would probably be more than glad to spend an hour with them and um, educate them. So that's how my clients see me. Uh, that's how I... Um, generate my business by basically believing in educating, communicating, and executing the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Educating, communicating, and what? And execute. Make sure you Ex- deliver. Okay, educate. Yeah, communicating and executing. I love that. You know, and I think that's... Um, that's a real strong foundation for anybody's business, you know, to educate, whether it's a client or the, or the realtor, you know, or any other referral partner is educating them who you are and what you, what value you provide, communicating throughout the entire process or communicating changes and updates and and new information that provides value and then executing that. And I think that's one of the things that's missing a lot of the time is that we can become, um, for lack of a better word, education junkies where we, you know, we're consuming, but we're not taking action on the consumption of the knowledge that we're gaining. And because we all know what to do, we all know what to do. There's nothing anybody's going to say that's going to be brand new. So I think that's extremely critical. So thank you for sharing that. That's, that's fantastic. Okay. So let's move on to the rate question. So when someone calls and says, what's your rate? Uh, I know that you've got a little thought on this. You know, explain to us what the typical loan officer says and what you think might be a better way to address well, I'll, that I'll, question. I guess, I'll ha- I guess I'll have the same cheesy answer. You want today's rate or tomorrow's rate? No, kidding. Um, well, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, it goes back to the education. I, I try to make a point that I can give you a rate that is based on no valid facts or points or I can actually give you a rate by you allowing me to do my job, which is being a mortgage advisor, taking my time to review what is needed to be reviewed, income, asset, and credit. 
and I'll leave it up to the customer. Um, if, if they want just a number, I'll try to explain the pros and cons by just providing a number. But if they allow me to do what I do, which is take my time, um, review their finances, review their income, understand what it is that they're trying to um, do, I will get back to them with a couple of different options, providing different mortgage programs, products, and interest rates. Um, I, answering what is your rate is probably uh, most people get intimidated because they think if – well, if I, if I give them a super low rate, what if I can't deliver? And what if I give them a high rate and they go to someone else and I lose a business? And uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's the nature of the sales. So I don't think we should be scared of um, sticking to what we believe in and what is the best for the customer. At the end of the day, they look at us as authority in, in a mortgage. That's why they come to us. So we need, we need to hold ourselves to some sort of an ethical um, – we need to be ethical at least to ourselves and uh, be able to deliver it to the clients by doing what's right for them and not just steering them down the wrong, uh, the wrong path. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I see, I mean, as we're talking, you're threading some of this, um, some of the uh, camp information, you know, the, the California um, Association of Mortgage Professionals into this. I can hear some of that resonating through. And I, and I hope that people are picking up on that because I know we're going to talk about that in just a moment um, because uh, having that, that dialogue and, and that wealth of knowledge that comes from being a member of an association um, like CAMP is, is why the words are flowing off more eloquently with you because you have the knowledge. It's not a protect. If I have a script, then I'll have the knowledge, right? And I, so maybe that's, that becomes a disconnect for a lot of people is the script doesn't give you the knowledge. The knowledge sure. gives you the knowledge, right? <laughs> to be able to do it. So, so Absolutely. just getting a script isn't going to be the answer to the question, you know, um, but being able to explain um, from a real hardcore uh really hard skills prospect about this is, you know, I mean, the way I answer the question, you know, if, if someone asks and calls about a rate and I immediately start saying, look, before I quote the rate to you, with your permission, may I ask you a few questions so that I provide you with a more accurate quote? And if they say, well, I, I just kind of want to quote. Okay, so in the absence of having the details to provide an accurate quote, then based on what you're telling me you're interested in doing, assuming that you have a good credit score, my guess would be that the range is going to be from X to X. And I don't ever give a direct quote without having the information. And that's a line in the sand I drew. You know, you can give a quote if you want, but my line in the sand is no data, no quote, you know, no, no direct quote, just a range. That, that makes sense. I, I always tell my so, new team members, don't be afraid of losing. Don't be, don't be afraid of saying no and losing that one client that is not willing to let you do what you should be doing. Right. Right. That's like going to a doctor's office and walking in and saying, hi, I'm checking in, but you know, I don't really need the doctor. So can you just hand me a little prescription pad and I'll write my own prescription. You, you, you know, you're best. there, but you're not really looking for their advice. Correct. Just like that. Okay, so there was another point in the in the article that you had mentioned about um, the buyer refinance question. After the rate question, the two most common questions that borrowers ask are, you know, how much money can I afford? I mean, how much can I afford? And when does it make sense to refinance my mortgage? So, what are what are thoughts on how to address this differently than than the normal? Uh, you know, how much can I afford? Without saying, uh, well, I can tell you how much can you can afford if you'll give me the answers to the questions. 
you know, but you're not giving me the answers, so I don't know the answers. So what are some better ways to respond to these types of questions? Um, and I know you're going to say, you know, again, using the education piece of it, but um, is there some special verbs, verbiage or words that, that um, you know, the path that you walk down that you could give people to start on that yellow brick road, so to speak? Sure. Well, I actually found it to be a lot easier to, instead of answering their question by how much they can afford, by asking them how much is it that you want to pay. Bringing them back down to reality, I guess, is the most important part because when people get started on the home buying process, they're excited. They, they've heard all these great news. They have, everyone tells them it's a great investment and you should do it at all costs etc etc so I, I found it to be more effective when I actually bring them down to reality and I ask them a simple question of let's presume I could afford I could qualify you for even a ten thousand dollars a month mortgage payment do you really want to spend ten thousand dollars a month is that what your goals are and oh no 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 I don't want to go that high right now they have right. to start identifying yeah exactly and now they take a step back and they're like well okay I wasn't really thinking about it from that point on and that's when they actually find it to be more, they start opening up and now slowly I can get the questions um, that I have answered. Uh, it, it's, like you said, it, it all goes back to the same um, process for me. It, it's a matter of finding out what the customer wants and delivering it to them, not just being a order taker and throwing stuff at them that may not benefit them. It's just the, the eloquence of being able to um, get around that. Or, or, or bring that forward. So do you have any, so let's use the word catchphrase. Do you have any catchphrases to circumvent that? Because really what you're talking about is a reflective uh, answer. Uh, you know, and you know, how's the weather today? Well, I don't know. How do you think the weather is today? <laughs> right? Um, so it's reflecting or deflecting the question. Um, so do you have a, a phrase that, not a whole script, but a phrase or two that that you use to um, deflect that back to them when they say, how much can I afford? Can we maybe hear what you say to just deflect? Um, quite honestly, I don't think I have a catchphrase, and I, I, I've been doing this for so long uh, with so many clients, <laughs> but it, I guess it, I have become the script myself without knowing it. Now that you bring it up, um, I'm trying to walk myself through a, an interview process when I, when I sit down and meet with a client and when that question comes up, um, how much can I afford it? My instinct goes back to trying to do the right thing by educating them. It, it all goes back to what is your comfort zone? How much is it that you want to pay on a monthly basis? And are you aware of that it's not just a mortgage payment that you have? You have homeowner's insurance, property tax, utilities, unexpected repairs. So when I start laying it out for them, I guess that's when I get their attention by it's no longer about, okay, how much can you qualify me for? And it becomes more of a, well, this is how much I can afford on a monthly basis. Right. So what, what can I get okay. for this dollar amount? Yep. Yep. So, no, I feel, I fully understand what you're saying is, you know, it's, um, there's a, I think there's an old sales. I mean, I've, I've been in sales so long and I had real hardcore selling, um, through Sandler selling. So I do all these techniques and stuff, but you know, it's sort of the, um, and I'm just going to make my own name right now, but by 
responding with another question that says, well, how much do you want to afford? Did you know that it that payments include, you know, keeping in mind how much do you want to afford? And I know you're paying rent now, but um, did you know that, it, you know, so my question is around the principal and interest, the taxes, the insurance, the MIP, the second mortgage, the HOA, the condo fee, you know, you're, you're throwing all this in and it's a confusion deflection. And so really what you're doing is enlightening them and we don't want to confuse people but you're enlightening them on how much in fact they don't know and then you elevate yourself to being the expert because you're bringing up things that they didn't know and it's great from a sales perspective because if you're doing this and the person they just called and the person they're about ready to call doesn't do that then you are setting yourself different from everyone else would you agree Absolutely. You said it. Yeah. And um, so how many times do you think, and it's not a percentage, but how many times do you think that you bring this up without them even asking the question, knowing very well that they're going to other sources, you know, a lot of times, not always, but, you know, they might be making a phone call or they're getting um, interrupted, uh, you know, with a pop-up that says rates are great from somebody. Uh, how often do you actually bring up the the issue of what makes you different without waiting for them to ask that question? And do you think it would be prudent if you, whether you do or don't? Um, well, I guess it has to do with the client itself. Um, if I have mm -hmm. a first time home buyer or a client that I feel like they need to know the certain um, information about what they're getting themselves into, I, I, I want to say I'll bring it up almost every single time. Um, mm -hmm. But my more seasoned um, experienced investors or um, return clients, they they come back to me, and I know they're back to me not because of what I need to do over and over again, but because of what I've done for them in the past. So mm -hmm. if you're talking about a first-time homebuyer, if you're talking about a, a, an individual who doesn't have a good experience when they have gone through interviews with other mortgage um, originators, I want to say I'll bring it up almost every single time. Yeah. I think that's great. And the, and the reason I asked the question is because of something that I think is important. I mean, you know, we signed up for this business. We signed up to make a ton of money, but we also signed up to go through a lot of pain to get there, right? And so to leave that unsaid, I think, is, is sales, you know, um, something. There's a word for that, too. <laughs> you know, sales uh, failure, and sales uh, funeral, death, you know what I mean? They are going to be looking at other people. They're probably going to come to you because it was a strong referral, but they're still going to snoop. They're still going to make sure. And so why wouldn't you say, you know, one of the things that you're most likely looking at and talking to other people, and I commend you for that. You should do your due diligence. This is a, a very, very large purchase, and it's uh, memory, uh, muscle memory for me, and I understand that it's not for you. But I imagine you're looking, you know, at other companies, and I commend you for that. Um, so before we hang up, would it be okay if I talk to you about what makes me different and what makes my company different? Um, just so that it gets in the conversation regardless. Right. So let's move on to your, your work in um, your association. And the reason why I want to bring this up is because, you know, I think it's wonderful that you're involved. I'm involved in my local association. I'm in Washington, D.C. And um, I think it's great to be involved for a plethora of reasons. Again, getting back to the script. Having a script does not make you an expert. It just makes you a script reader. So... 
What are some, what wonder if you can share for those that are listening that aren't involved in their local chapters or their national or their state chapters, what are, what are some of the biggest benefits that you, you feel that you have gained from being a member in your local chapter? As a member, uh, one of the most important benefits I get is I, I feel like I'm always up to date with the news um, of the mortgage industry. I'm always, um, I'm always getting the news before it even um, gets released. Uh, to the pub to general public. So that gives me a gives me an edge as an as an originator. So when I talk to my customers, I have I can tell them about what are the changes that are coming in and how it would affect them if they're trying to make a decision today or six months from today. Um, it it brings and then the community itself. Um, I remember when I started um, it, it was great that I had access to all these amazing people that I could call and say, Hey, this is I'm new and this is I need your help. And they accepted my phone calls with an open arm. They, they never hesitated to give me guidance. They never hesitated to give me a, a correct answer um, so I could build, for my, um, build my business. It, it has right. had a huge impact on, on my career to be a, a member of the association because uh, not only they do a lot for us on a background, um, but if you're involved and take advantage of the benefits that comes, be a better professional that we need to be. Right. So what are some of the benefits that, um, for those that don't know, what are some of the benefits aside from the monetary benefits that, um, that you're gaining, you know, and enriching your life and, um, and your career and being able to help you? Because I can read, you know, I read through that in your responses to the questions, you know, answering these tough questions, um, that you have a, a real strong knowledge base. So aside from that, what other, what are some of the other, uh, benefits that that it can provide to us, and, and granted, you get information before it's released, right? Because you're party to making it happen. But are there other benefits that people aren't aware of, like um, discounts? And I know the answer to this, but I'm just helping people. Discounts to, uh, you know, on on software and on things like that that could help reduce our overhead. Right. So uh, being a member at not only, like you mentioned, it has a lot of monetary values by getting discounts to software, health insurance, um, office supplies. That there are a lot of uh, vendors that are part of that are approved vendors with the organization that provide um, special discount codes to us. But um, I, I would say one of the biggest uh, benefits to all uh, is something that we probably don't see. It, it very similar to. Um, I'm going to use the California Association of Realtors and National Association because I'm sure everyone on the call is familiar with them, is uh, these organizations like California Association of Mortgage Professionals and National Association of Mortgage Professionals actually are, are uh, gatekeepers. They are the ones that are constantly helping us by preventing rules that will affect our livelihood um, that are not right uh, into place. Um, so there's constant, there are constant changes. I mean, Dodd-Frank Act uh, could have as much as it did have an effect on our industry, it could have been much worse. But thanks to our um, thanks to associations like California and other states and the National Association, uh, they were able to speak to the Congress and explain to them what would be the consequences of what they had in mind and what they presented to them to help the ruling of Dodd Frank come into play. And there's always something going on. I mean, the most recent part is, I'm sure a lot of, um, I've heard a few states have been affected, is the new 3% rule that um, just got implemented or was trying to get implemented, I should say, is that mortgage brokers would have uh, had a cap on their origination fee. And 
because of associations like this and the lobbies that they have and they, um, the cases that they present to Congress, we were able to uh, get that ruling turned and not go into effect. So it, it's, it's much more than monetary value that we see as, as part of a discount, but more of a bigger picture, how it helps our industry grow and be able to um, provide the services that we do to our consumers. Yeah, I think that's also, and I, and I think it's important, you know, you want to be in the know. I mean, it's, it's good, it gets back to where do you think rates are going to go? You need to be in the know and understand how mortgage-backed securities operate, et cetera, so you have the, the hard skills that are required there. But then these are the soft skills. These are the underlying skills that uh, and knowledge that you gain that allows you to help people understand um, what to us seems very simple. You know, why is my loan sold? Why, why uh, thinking back on the short sales, remember that, you know, what do you mean a thousand people own my loan? Um, well, they own your loan because your loan is sold on the secondary market in the form of mortgage-backed securities, and you have those, those bonds as well, and you, you hold those notes in your 401k, so they'd have to call everybody, right, in those mutual funds. <laughs> they'd have to call everyone right. and say, is it okay if we short sale this property? But if you don't have that knowledge of understanding where, that's com- where, where the basis of those things are coming from, all the scripts in the world are not going to help you succeed in this business. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I guess going back to, to uh, what you and I agreed on, educating and communicating is, um, is a key, answering those tough questions. Uh, there, there's never going to be enough scripts out there in the world that will have the simple answers that consumers will ask. You need to educate yourself. You need to be ready to answer the questions that you have not read on a script, and the only way you can do that is by being educated. Um, if we wanted to, if I wanted to ask, uh, if I wanted to say what California Association of Mortgage Professionals did for me is, they gave me the opportunity to educate myself and learn about the industry, learn about mortgage industry and um, how it works. So it made me the person I am today. Yeah, I think that's absolutely great. That's wonderful. And I'm so glad that you've embraced that. So, you know, if you're listening in on this podcast, you know, embrace it in your local area too. Just start going to some meetings, some mixers, some lunch and learns, uh, some, uh, you know, panel, panel discussions. Try to get on a committee if you, you know, after you've gone to a few of them and, and if it's something you want to join, try to get on a committee. Get yourself really ingrained because it's going to be, you know, um, uh, very important for your business. I'm laughing because I always try to pick up big words and they never come out. So I just have to use the baby words <laughs> when I'm doing this. Um, and that's okay. That's who I am. That's who I am. Uh, you know, it's going to be instrumental in, in the growth of your business. And, uh, you know, I can't express it enough. And that's really why I wanted to, you know, bring in this answering the tough questions and try to get ourselves because I knew, I knew anybody who would see this podcast name uh, is going to think, oh, goody, I'm going to get some scripts. And I'm here to tell you that's not what was going to happen. You know, I didn't want that specifically. So I'm so happy that, that we had this opportunity um, to talk with you today. So one last question for you. If you could give us a secret sauce in your marketing, not not in your scripting or the knowledge that you have, but in what you're doing for marketing your business that, that's working now, what's one of your secret sauces for um, lead generation? We're in a relationship business. So uh, my secret sauce is I, I tell everyone what I do. I, I have a big stack of business cards on me, in my car, at my house, in my office. And if I get an opportunity to leave a business card at, at a friend's location, I'll do that as well. Um, 
you just got to be out there and you got to let people know what you do. Uh, there is no, there's no other way about it. I would say you can spend a ton of money out there, but if, if people don't hear it from you firsthand, they don't believe what you do. So be out there, talk to people, hand out the business, pass out the business card and let people know that you're a mortgage originator. Let people know that what you can do for them to solve their problems. Um, everyone has a problem and everyone needs a solution to their problem. So be that problem solver and, that's my secret sauce. I educate, I provide that service without any expectation. Yeah. Yeah. Give first, give first. Nobody likes takers. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Really appreciate that. So, um, again, thank you for taking the time to, to spend with me, um, to be able to embark your um, success and your uh, skills and your energy and um, your advice and your expertise in sharing with, you know, our listeners means a whole heck of a lot. So if someone wanted to get in touch with you, how would they get in touch with you to follow up on something that maybe you said, maybe someone's in LA and says, I don't even know about this. How do I get involved? So if they want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Give me a call or, sh- or, or shoot over an email to me. Um, I'll be, um, I'll always make myself available. Um, I don't promise that I can answer the phone right away uh, because I may be on the phone with a client. So, but leave a voicemail to me. I will promise to get back to you within in less than 24 hours, or send me an email, um, whichever is easier. Okay. May we get your phone number? Sure. Uh, my office yeah. direct line is 818-949-2345. Excellent. And, and then your email and, address is? So I, I'll give you an alias email address. Um, it kind of a marketing tool, comes to think of it. Oh, good. It's my phone number, 818-949-2345, at Crestico.com. Um, so my phone number with the app sign, C-R-E-S-T-I-C-O.com, and that email will get to me. So you can call me or you can email me on the same number. Oh, that's a nugget right there. I think everybody's going to be calling their IT department saying, hey, can you add this phone number or this email address to me? <laughs> the nugget right there. Well, again, thank you so much. I appreciate all of your time, and um, I, I, I thank you for being on our show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure, and I'm um, I'm glad I, I could. Um, I'm glad that you um, had the opportunity to read that article, and it was a pleasure being here. Thank you. Thank you very much. So listen, everybody, uh, go on to iTunes, write a review. If you have questions for me that uh, you'd like for me to ask and uh, you don't feel comfortable uh, contact, contacting Hutan, it's okay. Call me. Email me. I get emails all the time from everyone asking follow-up um, questions. And a reminder, if there's a topic that you'd like to have discussed, please email me that as well. You can instant message me on Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm everywhere. Um, and I look forward to talking to you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a comment or rating. Get more free email updates, transcripts, selling and education resources, and Jen's upcoming speaking events. Just visit our website at kineticsparkconsulting.com.